Whenever older individuals visit the studio, they often mention they've either never had a good haircut or certainly less than three throughout their entire lives. A few state they used to have a good hairdresser, although it was many years ago. For a lot of people, it seems as though getting a good haircut is like a prospector's elusive search to one day unearth their golden dreams. Let's embark together on a journey to better understand why that is. You're listening to the Tom Zapala Podcast. An individual recently returned to Melbourne after having moved to Sydney for work a few years ago. During their time in that city, they attended numerous salons trying to get a good haircut. At one particular place, this person attempted to discuss their hair frustrations with their hairdresser. They stated that they felt that the haircut provided to them from this individual wasn't quite right and didn't support their lower fuss lifestyle. To that, the hairdresser replied, it's not about the haircut, it's all about the styling. She then told me, when he said that, you flashed in my mind. I recalled you telling me the exact opposite and then experiencing the validity of that through the work you provided. It's not about the haircut. It's all about the styling. That is the first piece to this confounding and elusive haircut puzzle. While that statement was made by a singular individual, it's a near-perfect indictment of what I've known about the hairdressing industry for more than 30 years. Hairdressing, by definition, is the control and manipulation of hair to achieve a desired creative result. The key words there are control and manipulation. That is the primary function of hairdressing. A hairdresser uses styling to control and manipulate hair to get it to do what they want while you're there. Everyone listening to this has undoubtedly experienced that reality. You leave the salon with your hair styled to perfection, only to discover that a few days later, the haircut is disappointing. To that end, I think standard hair salons and curly hair salons are exactly the same. If both provide results that only look good when you leave, it doesn't really matter that one used a flat iron and the other a diffuser. If a person's frustration a few days later is the same, then they are the same. Unfortunately, when it comes to curly hair, if things don't resolve well at home, a person often thinks they are the one to blame, when in fact, it's the haircut itself that is failing them. The control and manipulation of hair are also tied to what the entire hairdressing industry emphasizes, awards, and encourages. Creativity. This is often stated as one of the reasons many hairdressers like what they do. They often see their clients' hair as an opportunity for personal creative expression. The scissors I use, the ones that are featured on my website, 
and in the artwork for this podcast are handmade in Japan by a company founded in 1921. Each pair takes months to make and are the epitome of excellence when it comes to design, metallurgy, and manufacturing. Their scissors are as good and sharp as it gets. Their company motto, the one that is included on printed materials with every scissor they ship, boldly states, be creative. That emphasis often results in a hairdresser's creative bias or vision taking precedence over what you might want, need, or find flattering. Here's the thing. When it comes to working with and supporting challenging hair, hair cutting is an entirely different principle and practical application than hair dressing. Hair cutting observes the hair in its natural state and works with its unique characteristics instead of trying to control them. It places far more emphasis on the haircut itself doing the work instead of styling. That process takes preparation, time, and patience. It takes discipline and careful observation. To that point, the way hair salons operate doesn't really allow or allocate enough time to perform a high-functioning, low-fuss supportive haircut. When so much of their focus is on upselling, styling, and social media marketing, there is little room to support an individual's needs to have their haircut ensure satisfaction at home with minimal effort. That said, there are plenty of individuals in any community who want and engage in higher fuss styling and love their current hairdresser. One size doesn't fit all, however. Salon hairdressers, regardless of whether they are curly hair supportive or not, often have a predetermined bias that only supports part of the community. I see this as one of the many problems with hairdressing and why those with challenging hair find it difficult to get a good haircut. So many salons state they are great at everything or call themselves specialists, yet provide results that are product or styling reliant or otherwise reflect their chosen creative bias. Ultimately, cutting hair well so that it's functionally flattering independent of products and styling, takes time. One has to care about and have an interest in doing so. They also have to live in a multicultural city and have the desire to work with all different types of hair. Choosing to or having to work in a salon that caters to a singular demographic isn't how a hairdresser learns how to cut hair well on anything other than those needs. This is why I push back against the narrative that we just need more training. Someone's skills with scissors is only a fraction of what it takes to do good work. Training without the correct principles and intentions doesn't change the results. This is especially true when most of the training a hairdresser receives comes from cosmetic companies. 
So how does one become good, great, or better at cutting hair? It takes a significant investment spanning decades. There are, pun intended, no shortcuts. The journey is no different to that of a classical pianist. They have to put the work in. It takes repetition, intelligence, maturity, and tireless effort. Even still, most don't reach the pinnacle of their abilities until much later in their lives. I feel it is clear from the number of individuals who share with me how few good haircuts they've ever had, that most hairdressers never get there. The way the industry is run, the emphasis on styling, creativity, and products, all of that contributes to and reinforces the exact reality so many people talk about and experience. I hope the pieces of this challenging haircut puzzle are starting to make sense to you. Unfortunately, the picture they create isn't really a good one. We are in an era of short attention spans, lack of discipline, and addiction to social media platforms that promote the opposite of what is helpful or needed. Unless there's a seismic, fundamental shift, I see little hope of positive, meaningful change. To that end, It seems that individuals with challenging hair will continue to feel that a good haircut is often far too elusive. That said, for the individuals who come to see me, I remain committed to being one of the few professionals in their life who listened, understood their needs, and did their best to provide exceptional results. At the end of the day, I believe people with challenging hair should discover their dreams are right beneath their feet instead of having to spend their entire lives searching. That's it for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. I'll talk to you next time.